Welcome to the ID10T podcast number 1058. I guess I'll just keep saying uh, go to ID10T.com slash sign up and join the email list. Remember those email lists? The archaic form of mass communication before social media, which I think fell out of favor for a while. And then now it's coming back a little bit because social media just inundates us all the time. We don't know what to sort through. So uh, sign up on the email list. You may or may not even get something from us. I think most most uh, spam catchers detect anything that's uh, like a mass email. So Hopefully you'll get it, but you know we we don't post too often. Any, I mean, we don't mail out stuff too often anyway. So uh, id10t.com/slash/sign-up. As always, um, let's talk about the ID10T community corkboard. Laszlo writes, I made a thing to exercise my creativity and hopefully bring a small piece of joy to people in these difficult times. Starship Mine is a sci-fi-themed choose-your-own-adventure store. You can vote on how the plot unfolds, giving you the power to take your starship on an epic journey across the galaxy. Head to at Starship underscore Mine, M-I-N-E, and decide what should happen next. All right. Thank you, Laszlo. That's a fun way to be creative and engage people in these times. Um, This episode is my friend Frank Matano, who is uh, this lovely Italian comedian that I met when Lydia and I went to Italy last year. We went to Italy last May. And I I tell the story on the podcast, but basically um, this really nice fellow who's an Italian comedian sent me a message on uh, like a private message on Instagram and or something and said, hey, um, my name's Frank. I'm an Italian comedian. Uh, I listen to your podcast. I'd love to say hi. So I met up with him. Just the sweetest guy, you know, speaks amazing English and is also a very, very talented and popular comedian uh, in Italia. Um, got his start on YouTube. He's one of the judges on Italy's Got Talent. He's a touring comedian. He writes films. He does movies, uh, television. He's just such a wonderful guy. And we've been in contact during uh, during this whole thing. We check in on each other uh, every so often. And so I said, oh, let's do... I'd love to have you on the podcast to sort of just you know, share my love of Italy, talk comedy, uh, cultural comedy over there and over here, practice some of my Italian, which is still very bad because I don't get to practice it very often. Uh, and he was very forgiving of that, which I appreciate. And also, you know, just find out what the state of things is over there right now. And so I, I really feel like this chat has a lot uh, to offer. And I my heart just goes out to, uh, well, it goes out to everyone and also Italy, which, you know, is a country that I love so much. And uh, I cannot wait to go back. And I know there will be a time where we will be able to go back. So thank you to Frank Matano. We did this via Zoom. So if I can find some video clips, um, I'll see if I can just lift them out and post some of these uh, on Instagram, either, either at my account, Hardwick, or on um, ID10T. And Frank is Frank Matano, F-R-A-N-K-M-A-T-A-N-O on Instagram. And he's been doing such a wonderful job of posting some, you know, just fun, um, I don't know, it just, it, it's a, he's a fun account to follow. And if you're learning Italian, even if you don't speak Italian, they're still fun and funny. You can see the translation on the descriptions if you need to. And, uh, but he's really doing what he can to sort of keep spirits light uh, in this incredibly trying time. So, Again, thank you to Frank. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. As always, I hope you're staying safe and healthy, uh, and I hope you're staying home if possible. 
Oh, one small minor correction in the podcast. Uh, we were talking about Rome, and I think I was saying, oh, Liddy and I stayed near. Uh, I meant to say the Pantheon, and I said the Parthenon. The Parthenon it was on the Athenian Acropolis in Greece, not the Pantheon, which is a beautiful, very old building in Rome. Uh, so I apologize to anyone who's like, it's not the... It's the Pantheon. It's not the Parthenon. There is also a Parthenon in Nashville, but the Pantheon is in Rome. No points that round, Chris Hardwick. And here's the ID10T podcast number 1058 con Francesco Matano. Eccola. Initiating ID10T protocol. Very well. Proverò l'italiano insieme con inglese, con italiano. Va benissimo. It's no problem. I'm going to try English too e italiano. Va benissimo. Non so molte parole. So it might be a mix of me saying English e italiano perché... Non ci sono problemi. Io ti aiuterò. Sì, sì, il tuo inglese è meglio, meglio che il mio italiano. Sì, un pochino, un pochino, a little bit, a little bit. Sure, 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 but you studied... Intanto ti dico, intanto ti dico che coronavirus anche in Italia si chiama coronavirus. Co- coronavirus. Eh, sì, it's the same thing. Same thing. <laughs> lo stesso, lo stesso. È lo stesso, è lo stesso. Sì, sì, sì. Uh, coronavirus sounds, uh, that, that makes it sound like, uh, like something culinary. Coronavirus. <laughs> like a plate of pasta. <laughs> I'll take a coronavirus. Non vorrei un coronavirus. Soltanto acqua minerale. Acqua minerale. No coronavirus, per <laughs> Um, I'm so glad to finally have you on the podcast. Just to give people some context, Lydia and I were in Italy last May, Maggio, when that was something that you could do is go play. And Italy is my favorite. I love it. My mother's family is from Italy. Um, I studied Italian uh, and uh, it's the best. And you messaged me and said, hey, we don't know each other. But I am a comedian here in Italy, and I listen to your <laughs> podcast. Do you want to meet up and say hi? And I was like, fuck yeah. And we got to meet up. <laughs> yeah, it was so great. It was great. But um, yeah. just for some context, you're uh, tu, uh, tua mama americana, see? Si? Yeah, my, my mother is American, see? Si. Mia mama americana, is, she's from Providence, Rhode Island. Uh-huh. She's from Italian family. I was born in Italy. I grew up in Italy, but I, I, I did my... Uh, last year of high school in the United States. So that's my last uh, time ex- uh, speaking a lot of English. So maybe I'm like you, I'm going to be missing some English words. Non parlerò benissimo. 
Sì, 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 va bene. Vicino a, a, a Caserta, a Napoli... A Carinola, è una provincia di Caserta. It's near Caserta. Caserta, sì, sì. Campania. It's southern Italy. Ah, ah, so... Uh, quando ho viaggiato, viaggiato a, sì? in Italia, um, we st- ho, ho cominciato uh, a Napoli. So, ah, ok. Napoli, Roma... Uh, uh, where else we go? Verona e Venezia. Uh, Venezia, Venezia. Mila- Milano no, Milano no. No, Milano no, we didn't have time, but yeah. I loved, Naples was sort of like, um, I don't know if this will make sense, but it's sort of like if Detroit were 2,000 years old. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's very industrial and it looks like they're trying to like really revitalize it. Yeah, it's uh, it's a really, really special place. It's really unique in Italy. Uh, it's culturally uh, uh, really a live place. It's full of uh, actors and music and uh, ideas. It's a really, really interesting city. It's one of the, the most special ones in, in Italy. Mio bisnonno uh, era di Napoli, è corretto? Sì. Era di Napoli. Okay. Wow, era di Napoli, era napoletano. Sì, 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 napoletano e bisnonna è um, calabrese. Wow, oh. wow, bisnonna calabrese. That's a really, really interesting mix. <laughs> <laughs> Is it For not, Italian culture. No, 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 it's... it's uh, It's, a, it's really southern, like Calabria is really southern. Yes. It's like two really, really deep uh, uh, cultures of Italy that go together and uh, it's a really good mix, I think. Oh, that's good. I did <laughs> Ancestry.com and yeah. I was able to trace my, you know, Anglo-Mutt father's side of the family back centuries. And the Italian side was maybe one generation past my great-grandparents' Ah, wow. Because they were just from these villages where I guess they just didn't write shit down. No, no, no. <laughs> so that's I like, why I don't that's... believe those sites, by the way, <laughs> most of the times. No. So I don't, <laughs> so there is, uh, I have a cousin, Francesca Facente, um, uh-huh. uh, a Roma. Uh, Ciao, Francesca Facente. Ciao, Francesca Facente. <laughs> um, ma lei non parla l'inglese. Uh, ah, certo. But we didn't have time to meet up so i didn't, oh, okay. didn't get to meet maybe her. next time if we if we if you can come to italy oh there'll be a next time there'll be a next time how how are you doing i'm um, doing great by the way i want to say that i'm really really honored to be on this podcast i follow your podcast for many many years and uh i've been doing this job of, of comedy in italy um almost 12 years now and oh. you and other podcasts from the United States, but you especially really inspired me in doing better and uh, being a better person. So I really, really uh, think that. You, you were that. You were my friend in traffic and before going to sleep many, many times. <laughs> I, really, I really appreciate that because, you know, for Americans who don't know, you, were, you started on YouTube mm-hmm. um, and amassed this following and... You now are a judge on Italy's Got Talent. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So it, you know, y- you also told me that there is like a developing stand-up comedy scene in Italy as yeah, well. Yeah, it's growing. It's, by the way, I was just about, after I talked to you in Rome, 
I was just about to do uh, a show, a comedy show, live comedy show for the first time with another great comedian, Francesco Arienzo. And uh, we couldn't fucking do the, the debut because of the coronavirus. Oh no, that was about to, oh, that was, oh wow. That was my big like uh, live break. Like that was my first time doing something that <clears throat> I really worked hard on. And because I, I did a lot of television, uh, internet stuff and movies in Italy, but I never really did the live stuff. And I really, I'm really looking forward to that. You will get to do it. I mean- as, Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. As horrible as this is, and we're in the midst of it, and you've been in the midst of it even longer, it, yeah. we, will, we will get through it. The only thing that I can't really figure out is like, when will it be okay? Like, it's not like the day they say, okay, you can leave your home. It's like, okay, well, let's have shows again with, you know, a thousand people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just can't figure out, is that six months from now? I, I just, yeah. I don't know when that is. We're just sort of living day by day. Us too. In Italy, in a couple of hours ago, our prime minister talked and uh, something positive has happened. It, the curve of the uh, contagious, like... See people are, it's going down. Oh, va bene. So <clears throat> it's really, really good. Siamo felici perché sta, sta diminuendo. It's going down. Si, 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 si. So we're, we're looking forward to, to going back to, but they say that until the vaccine, it, it, we, we have to, our life uh, um, is going to change a little bit because we, 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 we have to protect people that really suffer from the virus. Of course. Everybody actually suffers from the virus because you really don't know if you do or not. That's why everybody has to stay home. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it, re it really is sort of a, it is a crapshoot. And obviously things can weigh in your favor if you're, you know, if you're in a, in a healthier or in, in a, a safer age range where you're, yeah. where you're healthier I, and your lungs are healthy and, you know, yeah. you, some of the people tend to do better. I, I called, I'm doing this thing on, Insta, on my Instagram. I call people, I do like random numbers and I call people just to keep them company during this quarantine. <laughs> nice. And I called this, uh, uh, I called uh, um, uh, a woman that was an Italy's got talent that's 94 years old. And I asked her about what was it like doing the second world world? What were the differences between the war and this strange period of quarantine and the coronavirus. And she said that the war was less boring. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Yeah, she said the American come, they put the flag and everything is uh, done. But with the corona, you really don't know, like you were saying, you, 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 we still don't know. We don't know the virus. We don't know how, what it is, how it is work. That's why it's scary. Of course, and I've been very hesitant to try to, I mean, it's because it's a scary thing and it's, it's obviously a very bad thing and I don't want to seem so, um, I would say in America, we would say Pollyanna about it, like, oh, everything's great. Like, yeah, I, yeah. But, but trying to find some positivity in the middle of this, you of know, course. awful thing. The one thing that I find very heartwarming about it is that, globally we are unified in a because yeah. we're all in the same situation you know insieme so we we si, are, è bellissimo questo si, and so it's the fact that 
we are all connecting. I mean, it's, it's really wonderful to be able to talk to you and sort of share, you know, we text yeah. each other every once in a while, what's going on there? How are you? Well, they yeah. just locked us down this, you know, yeah. it, it, I feel a sense of international community that I don't think I've really felt before in my lifetime. I, I totally agree. And I think that this situation really underlines the fragility, the, the, the fragility, is that a word? Yeah, see, 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 see. See, uh, of our generations, like our many generations. Uh, uh, after the war, we never really had to deal with anything except our lives and our personal lives. And I think this thing is gonna really, really help us to think about, to, to put in line what are the important things and, and, and be more unite as, as a people. I think that... È una chiamata telefonica? Eh? Like it's a call? Like, uh... Sì, sì, è una chiamata. <laughs> sì, it's a call. It's, it's something. I don't know. How would you say, how would you say like a wake-up call? How would you, come si dice eh, like a wake-up eh, call? È tipo un segno del Signore. It's ah, a sign sì. of God. Sì. Oh, wow. <laughs> God, of course, it's infinitely more religious in Italy. <laughs> Yeah, we have the Pope, Chris. Don't yeah. forget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. We, <laughs> on our team. The Pope's on our team, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For us, it's just like something you get at a hotel. For you, you have to already be invent the telephone. For us, you can say whenever in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you say wake up call in the United States in... 1300 they won't understand you if you say yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a sign of god we did get to go we did we went to vatican city i mean i i was raised catholic my mother's italian catholic i'm not particularly religious now but it was but vatican city was really interesting i mean it's like its own like sovereign state right yeah it is a state it is a state yeah it's really i i by the way i'm in rome right now Uh -huh. And I live at like uh, 500 meters, so like a kilometer. For, uh, I don't know what's in miles, so don't, don't ask sure, me. That's okay, yeah, yeah. Un kilometro dal Vaticano, and it, it is really weird. The other day, the Pope did that, that thing, that it's called indulgenza plenaria. I don't know how to say it in English. So it, was like He, a, it was like a prayer of healing or something, right? Yeah, because since people that are ill in this period, and in the world there's a lot of them, um, he... And they cannot go to the church to get off their. Um, what do you What do you do when you? Oh, this is getting hard, Chris. No, 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 no. It's okay. <laughs> uh, what do you when when you talk to the priest and behind that confessional? Thing, yeah, confessional. Since they can't do that, he erases the um, the sins that you did. He did like he did like a group chat of that. <laughs> you know what? You should be able to uh, email the Pope and then he can just go through and just delete <laughs> He will definitely be getting something by my aunties. I don't know if it's a sponsor. <laughs> I know these poor old Italian women who haven't done anything <laughs> that are still like, oh, I feel bad because I... I coveted a lemon, you know, or whatever. Yeah, I know, I know, you're right, you're right. But even, but even, being, but even not being religious, there was something really fascinating about it. Well, it is really powerful. It's, uh, it I'm, not, I'm not religious. I, I, even my parents are not, are not really religious, but there's something really spiritual, powerful about 
Vatican and all and all our history. So we cannot, as Italians, it's really difficult to put yourself aside from that. Right, of course. But but even just seeing the Sistine Chapel and understanding yeah. how long Michelangelo, Michelangelo painted yeah. with his with his wrong hand because he's yeah. left-handed. Um, uh, 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 sinistra, eh? Sinistra? Mancino, Mancino. Mancino. Left-handed okay. is Mancino. It's a hard word, but it's... that's Mancino, okay. Um, and he had to paint with his right hand because the left hand was considered evil. So yeah. he's painting at an angle. He's painting on his back in a dome shape yeah. for... By- Decade. Yeah, by the way, he got intoxicated because he was so close to all the stuff that he was painted with that he was getting, like, uh, bad stuff to his health doing that. Oh, I'm that. sure. Yeah. <laughs> and he wasn't even a painter. He was a... I didn't know this. I mean, that's, that's crazy. And that's the Pope cra- was like, you're going to paint this. And he went, okay, you're the Pope. Yeah, yeah, that's, cr- that's crazy. We did a... Talking about comedy in Italy one of the most famous uh, com- most famous comedians in, in the history. Okay, we have Roberto Benigni. Si, 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 was, Roberto Benigni. Life is beautiful. Okay. Yes, and uh, there was Massimo Troisi. He was a comedian from Napoli. He was considered a genius. He, he, he's not with us anymore. And they did a movie, a really famous movie that, that, that I suggest you to watch. It's called Non ci resta che piangere. Mm-hmm. And it's these two guys that go back in time and they... And they and they're they're in 1492 before the discovery of the United States and of the America and uh, they explain like they they, they want to get rich uh, trying to invent stuff but they don't they don't know how to invent anything like even <laughs> they say the toilet they don't know how to do it and they try to explain to Leonardo da Vinci uh, uh, how to play poker let's say and it's really really funny. Oh, that's fantastic. Because, yeah, he's a genius, but he doesn't get how to play cards. And it's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Just slowly for, for Americans, what is the name of this movie? It's Non ci resta che piangere. Okay. It, it means uh, there's nothing left to cry, uh, but to cry. No, but there's nothing left but to cry. This Roberto Benigni and this other comedian. Si, Massimo Trisi. Massimo, who... Um, uh, Chi era uh, il, 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 il comedian? Comedian? Comico, comico. Comico, okay. So, um, quale comico... Uh, uh, oh, sh- ah, cazzo. Um, stole the, all of his jokes. Wasn't there an Italian ah! comedian? <laughs> Became really oh, famous. Oh my god! Come to America and like here, Harland, oh and then take jokes back and fucking kill. And then someone, this was in a pre-internet era, and someone realized like, I wait a minute, you're just story. taking American jokes and putting Italian on. Okay, I can tell you the story from uh, an Italian uh, perspective. And I love really, it. I, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this because okay, this was a really really famous comedian in Italy in the nineties. By the way, I want to say he was a really great comedian. Uh-huh. He was absolutely one of the best that we had. Um, then when the, we started getting YouTube in Italy, they discovered that a lot of his shows had jokes in it of George Carlin, mm-hmm. uh, of a lot of people. And they totally, we have some like, what do you call um, uh, the show that does, uh, let's say John Oliver. Right. Yeah, it, a show. 
Yeah, yeah they, they did like a talk show, like a, like a new like yeah, a talk show. Like yeah, a they did a piece on him. A really famous TV program did a piece on him. And since that piece went in that show, showing the clip side by side, it was the exact same, even the gestures of George Callen. Oh, wow. And it totally ended his, uh, his comedy career. And by the way, the thing was that he, on, on the internet, before doing that thing, he, he, he would say to other comedians, don't steal my jokes. Oh, no. <laughs> don't steal my stolen jokes. Yeah, yeah. It's don't steal joke. my stolen jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Did he ever talk about it? Did he ever say? Well, it's sad. The explanation, it's a little bit sad. Because oh. he said that he was... Uh, his fans, since he was a huge comedian, his fans uh, were great comedy uh, connoisseurs. I don't know how to say mm -hmm. that word. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, they, it was a treasure hunt. They had to find which jokes were mine and which from uh, the United States comedy mm -hmm. to teach them about, yeah, that doesn't really work. <laughs> because then you would say, you know, uh, Ecola, here's a joke, but here's a joke by George Carlin that you might enjoy. Yeah, 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 exactly, there's exactly. comedian, you know, whoever, Stephen Wright is a comedian that you might it's, like, here's I, his jokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, that's, so, That's so funny. It is funny. But by the way, I really, really want to say this. He was really, really great. He was really good. So that's the disappointing part too, is because it probably was like, oh, you didn't have to do this. You he didn't have to do it. He was, a, he was really, really good. Yeah. Like at one point he was a little bit like our David Letterman. Okay. He was really, really good. But then he, I don't know. I don't know what, what happened. Well, it just, you know, it probably just seemed, probably just felt like, who's going to know, you know? Like, what, yeah. what, 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 is there going to be some device where we can everyone <laughs> all the time and everything they say? No. <laughs> I mean, I just know there is such, um, you know, in the, in, the, in, the, in the comedy culture that I came up in, it is so <clears throat> bad to, sometimes comedians will write similar bits. There's parallel thoughts because well, there's there's same pre premises. It's, it, they can be the same, but the jokes. Yeah. It, sometimes jokes are in there, but that that if you have an original joke, it's really hard that it's going to be exactly the same. I think. But but generally, like I my experience is that if I realize that I have a joke that is similar to someone else's, I would call them and say, "Look, um, you know." I, I, most of the time I would just get rid of the joke. But if it's a yeah, joke exactly. that's really integral to something else, I would call and say, look, I've been doing this joke for X amount of time. I just want you to know I did not steal it from you. What's your that's take on it? Can we find a way? That actually happened with John Mulaney a month before my comedy, my, I take my last comedy special. His came out and he had a, he had a bit uh, I had a bit about Back to the Future that I've been doing for ages. And he had a bit about Back to the Future. And one of the jokes was very similar. Um, and so I called him and I was like, well, yeah, I'm so sorry. I did not steal this. This came from a blog post that I wrote years ago, but it's very similar. I don't know what to do. And he was very sweet about it. He goes, I would never think that you would steal a bit. I would never think. <laughs> I listen. And I go, what do I do? And he goes, well, if it were me, I would probably change it. And I go, you're right. So 
my bit is still about Back to the Future, but I removed that joke. That part. I fucking loved that joke, but it, I just felt like that's I got to change it. It's the right thing to do. So yeah, I, the thing that I do in, uh, is I when I'm writing some jokes, I Google maybe the joke if it's if yeah. if, if I find something similar. That's one method. That, yeah, that, because that sometimes when you when you've been doing stand up for a while. If you get an idea and it seems so perfectly formed, now I'm often suspicious, like, wait a minute, that bit's too formed. Did I, is that someone else's? So I will Google, find out. Yeah, I will yeah, ask exactly. a couple of my comedy, friends. Comedy minds, when you're working on something, com- comedy, uh, usually when you find a premise, we are, we think really alike. So maybe the directions you pick, seem like you're stealing, but you're simply going logically, comedically in that direction for some jokes, I think. Agreed. But I also think that can be a gift because if you are faced with having to rewrite something, it might force you to go in a better direction than Of you, course. Than you I, I, I read an American book. I, I don't remember the author. It's called Poking a Dead Frog. Uh-huh. It's a really good book. Uh, and it says that a co- when you're thinking about comedy, you have to, uh, there's the first level for a premise of the joke, then there's a second level, then there's a third. Maybe if you dig, <laughs> dig deep inside of you, you can find the good joke for you in an original joke and not steal it from a- it's anyone the, it's else. the bottom of Inception. You have to find... Yeah, 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 yeah. Your truth. Yeah, but we, we, we talked... Um, when we, when we had coffee in Italy, we were talking about, I just loved how curious about comedy you were in American comedy. And you said, yeah, but we're different. And I said, no, I think comedy is different, but comedians are all the same. Yeah, yeah, that, that, I love that, I love that. And we're really... all the same. Do you find like, um, are, are comics there, do they tend to be neurotic? Are they overthinkers? Are you an Definitely. overthinker? Is it, do you Definitely. find Definitely. I find that that the, your 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 sentence is really really true because comedians I, I listen to hours I love comedy and I listen to hours of American comedians and the way they think is not really different from uh, uh, comedians here it, but comedy it is different because it's something ingrained in our culture yes so it's it's in some ways it's the same because there's it's like musical notes it's mm-hmm. all the same notes. But culture makes a big difference in how, how it comes out. And I think even that we are a less progressive country, even if, if, even if we, we're getting there. So I think with time, comedy too is going to be globalized by that point of view. See, si, see, si, see. Si, uh, so, um, posso parlare, or uh, io, io parlo si. um, si. La, le parole, ma non parlo la... Um, la lingua di cultura, sì. Sì, non fa niente, puoi parlare, puoi parlare, vai. Sì, sì, so it's, the words are just one part, but the language is an entirely exact, different exactly. understanding. Exactly. Um, so I've often wondered, you could easily come to comedy here because your English is, you know, benissimo. Thank you, thank you. I have to work on it, but thank you. But my mio italiano e non è buono. So my comedy act would probably be how clumsy my Italian. Of course, is. of course. But of I love course. the idea of adding an element of having to make something funny in a different way because I am now using a different set of tools. So I, I would, you know, I would love to come try when, it. 
when you think about doing comedy in another country, it really, really makes you think about the job that we do because all we do is, and that's a com, the comedian is obsessive about that. How are people looking at me? Like what, it, what, what's the idea of uh, that the people are getting uh, out of me? Like who am I when I'm talking here? If I'm, nobody knows me in these five minutes, who am I? by the things that I'm saying. That's exactly what you said. So that's really, really interesting. It makes you think about the choices you would make if you had to do comedy in Italy with the Italian that you know how to speak. <laughs> yeah, but, but also I wonder where, where would you say uh, Italy's comedy audiences are? Would you say, because you listen to a lot of American comedy as well. Yeah. So would you say that Italy is it's still sort of a new art form there so does it sort of feel um, like comedy in the 50s and 60s in America or is it just a completely different thing I think I think that um if we talk if we talk in big numbers yeah it's 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 different but it's kind of the same because we have comedy movies we have comedy shows I think it's really different culturally in stand up and the live performances Over here, uh, comedians tend to do a theater show. Like they do, um, I don't know how to say it. They they don't, yet they talk to audiences, but it's more like, um, uh, it's more like cultural comedy. Like they say, North is like this, South is like that. It's on dialects. We speak like this. And in Milano, they speak like that. Um, and And it's starting to grow thanks to American comedy because it really inspired a, a lot of young comedians. We have really good stand-ups, young stand-ups here. And it, 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 we didn't have the part about talking about yourself. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we had it, but it was different. It was like more show business-like. I don't know how to yeah. explain it. That you makes know, sense. I, that makes sense. And even just hearing about that as an art form is interesting because someone explained to me the path of a comedian once and it's like, might have been Lewis Black. When you start out, uh, you talk about other things. Yeah. But then eventually you sort of run out of other things to talk about. So you just go more and more and more inside yourself. But then that's when you discover who you are and that could take six to 12 years, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what makes you unique and that's what would make you you know, stand out. But, you know, of course we do, oh, the, you know, New York does this, but, you know, Tennessee is like this and they talk like this. But it, I will have of to course. Say, I will have to say Italy's fucking dialects are so, because you've had so many centuries to develop them, but, um, <laughs> you know, to speak in one region, then you go, you know, and then you go to someone like Venezia and it's like, oh, well, not only do they have their own dialect, they have Venetian, which is a, another language. Almost yeah, another I, language. I, I really, really, it, it's really easy for like, I, I'm from uh, uh, Caserta, let's say Naples, I'm from yeah. Napoli. And it's really easy for me to not understand what someone from Venice, if he speaks in dialect, would say. I, I won't understand it. And it works both ways, by the way. And it's really weird. If you, you, if you speak dialect, other people won't understand you. Yeah, I mean, and that's the really fucked up thing about learning Italian is because I have a teacher that I work with sometimes, insegnante eh, eh, or tutor, eh, and, um, uh, and I use Rosetta Stone and a couple other apps. 
but I don't know what b- broad form of Italian I'm learning because then you go to different regions and they go, oh, no, 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 we don't say that. We say it like this. And I I'm know, like, I know, Chris, but you're, you're learning the right Italian. Don't worry. You're, you're <laughs> learning the right Italian. Don't worry. <laughs> what, is, what is the blanket? Is there a name for the sort of broad blanket Italian? Versus Italiano, the- Italiano. The rest are dialetti. Got it. And, and and that's not the it's not official. It's it's just it's just how people talk when you're with your friends, let's say. Yeah, and then there's and then there's a tense a verb that is uh passato remoto. Passato which, remoto, sì. Which is this you know, my teacher said, oh, you, you, well, you pro- very few people speak passato remoto anymore. Yeah, you don't need passato remoto. It's like it, 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 in certain parts of Italy they use that. It's it, like passato remoto is when you say something that happened a long, long time ago. Yeah. But some uh, regions in Italy use it even if it happened like the other day. So Got it's it. really weird. Your teacher said, right, you don't really need passato remoto. Don't worry. You <laughs> then, need passato remoto in Italian, in Italian, just if you are writing a history book and you're saying, what? There once uh, in 1492, that's it. like they discovered that that's how you use it. You really don't need it. You won't be writing history books, Chris. Well, I, <laughs> I think it's safe to say I'm not going to write an <laughs> Italian history book. Um, I, uh, I, am, I, I am hobbled a little bit, which is a word that sort of means like, you know, sort of like cut off at the knees with my, with my speaking because... I I haven't really learned conditionals, so I can't say if then. <laughs> so in my head, my teacher said, "Well, just say the simplest version of what you want to say. You could say forse, forse, you know, si, instead si. of say, and then something else, you know, forse, um, si. you know, forse." That's that. What you're saying, it's one of the hardest things in Italian, and even it, we as Italians struggle with it. That's oh, just wow. to give you hope. Just to give you hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because at least, you know, at least you're like, oh, okay, um, you know, uh, I can say uh, Universita or Tazza di Cafe. I can see what those things are, but it's, yeah. you know, it's a, the concept of the temporal con- it's an concepts idea, and yeah. conditions. Yeah, like, yeah. You can't picture those, so it's, I've had trouble, but um, say andato a scuola a Rhode Island, correct? A Rhode Island, si, scuola superiore, Cranston High School East. That's wow, and so, uh, quando, quando? In 2007, I graduated. You graduated in 2007, so... Do, do you add uh, whoop whoop when you say that? No, I think... <laughs> Ah, yes, America is very whoop whoop country. We had <laughs> pew pew, you know. We can, yeah, 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 I know. You, you love sound effects. Yeah. You had the air horn. I graduated in 2007. You know, it's, uh, it, there's a lot of things that you can add at that. So when when did you come to, you were born in, in, in Caserta, but, but when did you come to? You know? uh, uh, my grandparents uh, went to uh, the United States in the 60s, mm-hmm. uh, and they uh, put up a family there. Like, they had five um, children, and I, uh, my mother uh, was born there, and then she came on holiday in Italy, and she met my father, and she fell in love, and she stayed here, and I was born. And, <laughs> and uh, I came in the United States like to visit my grandparents, but I moved there in 2005, six. Got say, it. To gra- Dual citizenship. 
Yeah, I have dual citizenship. Trump is my friend, let's say. Um, uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no, uh, listen, there's no reason to come here right now, but it's nice that you have the option if you ever wanted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Italy, we say, avere il piede in due scarpe. In due scarpe, it's one, two shoes. I have one foot in two shoes. Oh, that's funny. Oh my God, that's fantastic. One yeah, foot yeah, in two yeah. shoes. I love it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you could almost do a whole podcast of just colloquial uh, sayings. They're, they're incredible. They're genius, like as a comedian, they, there are really genius things that they invent here, like, like that one. Did your mother teach you English from early on, or did you not learn? She English? didn't speak. She didn't speak any Italian. Oh and, wow! Uh, yeah, and they. I think they just did dirty stuff, like they because my father didn't speak any English, so I think they just fucked. <laughs> uh, can I say no? Sorry. And uh, I, um, when I was. Till I was six, I was in this house, till I went to elementary school, and I didn't really socialize with other kids, uh, just my cousins. I, I, I discovered that I spoke half English and half Italian. So when I discovered that, it was really traumatic because I didn't know how to say uh, chin in Italian. That's mento. Uh -huh. this. So I would avoid any conversation where chin was involved because I didn't know. I would say, um, sono fatto male il chin. That's what I would say. Oh, yeah. You would, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I would be made fun of. So I started learning Italian then later. And I really, really practiced English when I went to school in the United States. But that's the best time to learn it because when you're a kid, you, you're just, your brain is forming. Like it's, the challenge that I find with learning Italian now is trying to remove the step where I think of an object and then translate mm. that. And then, yeah. you know, so it's, it's, I, I've, I've tried to do this thing where I just treat Italian words like synonyms for, yeah. as opposed to, oh, you know. Um, that's a really smart thing. Una mele. Well, you don't have to. You don't. You don't have to be. I think uh, American people uh, are too hard on themselves when they study another language because they there's the cliche that American people only know stuff about America and only know in English. But I think English was it was such a, a like a really goldmine of entertainment in the world that we had all this American stuff in English in Italy, all this entertainment, all these movies, all this iconic stuff. And English is a, a little bit simpler than Latin languages. So I think it's, it's just, it's really normal to struggle with that because people here just watch their favorite movie in English to learn oh. English. <laughs> I know. And I really, um, I really tried. Um, ho provato, e provato, I tried. You try, ho provato, provato. provato. E cercare is also to try, isn't it? Sì, si, sì, si, ho cercato, sì. Si. So, ho cercato di... Ho cercato di, sì, sì, ho cercato di uh, parlare l'italiano molto um, because I, I wanted to be un buon americano. Like I wanted bravo, to be bravo, sì. good and not expect people to parlare inglese. <laughs> sì, so, sì, sì. So I would, but there was always a cliff, like sort of like of course. where I would see it coming and go, oh, this conversation is going in a direction that I'm, I'm not going to be able to close this deal. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're in it now, so there's nothing. Yeah, let's dance. Balliamo. <laughs> <laughs> but I figured at least if they saw that I was trying, that they would they would be forgiving. And then they were. Everyone was very sweet. And, no, everybody, they, they, uh, people here love, love American culture. And if you try speaking Italian, they would love you from the get-go. So you, you're doing good, Chris. You're, you're a great Italian. I, I would oh, love to give you, you the citizenship. Oh, grazie, mille grazie. Oh, see, see, see. I, boy, boy, that would be so fun to have dual Italian citizenship. I would love. You have to get me pregnant. I think. <laughs> it's gonna be really difficult during Corona. Yeah, yeah. Molto difficile during coronavirus. So what are you? So let's talk a little bit about um, how everything, because it really sort of felt like everything snuck up on us in terms of. Yeah. You know, oh, this thing is happening, but it's happening in other places, and all of a sudden, don't leave your house. Yeah. So, what was the what was your general vibe like initially in Italy? Because here, I still feel like there's a shit ton of people going outside and being around yeah. each other. And my wife and I are like, "Get the fuck in your house! What are you doing?" Did you have a similar problem in Italy, or did everyone okay. go in? The most interesting thing that I saw because I have my brothers there in the United States, and I have some friends in England. And people from all over the states. Since Italy was the first country in the Western uh, um, world uh, to be affected, really affected by the coronavirus, it's sort of like we're in the future because we. I, I read stuff in in uh, the American Twitter that we would think and we were right, and it's all the same. Uh, we would say it's just a bad flu. Mm -hmm. It will go away. That's what we said. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like that. Right. Because the thing that really alarmed us when we, we understood it, that it was serious is when the president said, we cannot go out because hospitals are filling up. Because mm -hmm. we maybe don't have the power of uh, the United States. But I don't know, maybe there is really delicate to the situation there. Um, we don't really have... When you get the coronavirus, if you get it bad... They need to put tubes and you, you need like, yeah, a respirator. And we don't, we don't, we are really not prepared for that. So it's really, really crazy. And, and, and when I read that in the United States, you go out, I really, it's incredible for me because we've been there, we went out, mm -hmm. even if the, it was advised not to do so. And we paid the consequences. To, for doing so it, and it is normal to do it because it's sort of like you don't really believe it if it doesn't happen to you even if i'm saying this someone in the united states will hear me and they say well i don't know it, it's sort of like it has to be cultural everything here is shut down like if i go in the streets they i get a ticket mm -hmm. Or unless I have a really good, uh, I, maybe I go to the store. I, you have to have a, okay. and, uh, and it's a really, really serious thing. And we, we have a, a responsibility when we, it, it is really working. Staying home is, is we're getting less contagion staying mm -hmm. home. So it, it really, really works because the virus is really, really infectious. 80% of the people, the bad thing about this virus is that 80% of the people are, I don't know if this is the word, asymptomatic, no symptoms? Asymptomatic, yeah, si, 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 correcta. Si. And that is the worst because who, do, if you don't feel ill, you go around. Right. 
and you infect a, a person that maybe will go to the hospital and that's and that that's what i feel like i want to say to people is because i i feel like listen american culture and i love america i you know i you know i don't i'm not shitting on it but i do feel like we are definitely a culture of, of ourselves like we focus on ourselves and that is rewarded to focus also on yourself well, a lot you know? I, if you if you would be a, a greek god you would be priapus priapus was the god that was always had a heart on <laughs> <laughs> you're always with your dick hard america always. america yes yes yes, yes. And, uh, <laughs> It's uh yeah that's right because a priapism is Priap priapism yeah priapism is a side effect of a drug exactly. I think that exactly. we're to, like have a permanent erection <laughs> yes like, permanent you know, erection yes. yeah <laughs> although if you have a priapism now don't clog up the hospitals with <laughs> Just sleep on your side. <laughs> <laughs> Or sleep on, yeah, sleep on but, your side, yeah. <laughs> yeah but, in, but, I, but what I wanted to explain to people is like, look, it's not about you, you know, it's, yes, a, a lot of people will get it and they will be fine, but it's, if you are giving it to other people, yeah, you're you have to people. understand, I don't think a lot of people really understand what flattening the curve is. It's like flattening the curve isn't just about like flattening the spread of the virus, it's, so that the hospitals like if everyone got it at once it would be like a society collapse because then everyone yeah. would be in the hospital well maybe chris to help explain the idea you can say it like this like if for the coronavirus definitely people are going uh, to the hospital and they're going to get medical help and definitely they're going to have more patients than usual in the united states in england and france and italy everywhere this is certain because it happens everywhere If you go out, you're affecting even people that uh, work in gut, gut they, they go hurt, or maybe someone has a heart stroke. Right. And in Italy, in the zone where uh, people were, it, it was really bad for the corona, they had to pick uh, who to oh. help. Oh, no. So that's, that, that could happen. If there's a smaller community in the United States where there's just one hospital with, I don't know how many, uh, I don't know, stuff inside it to help people, that's right. going to be really bad for everyone, not only the coronavirus, but every, every disease, every, every... Yes, because I think in our Amazon.com culture, we assume that everything is infinitely available and we've become very yeah. spoiled in that way and conditioned to think that. But just the idea of like, hey, if... A million, you know, if millions of people all of a sudden need respirators, there aren't a million, there aren't millions of respirators, you know, it's like, there's only exactly. so many. Exactly. So that is why it's important that we don't all get sick at once. <laughs> exactly. It, it, that, that's what it is. And it's working in Italy. And I hope that you do the same there. It's really, really important to do social distancing in this phase. Yeah, especially, especialmente, is that a word? Especialmente. Spe specialmente. Specialmente uh, uh, in Italia, uh, dove è, è una popolazione anziana, you know, everyone is older, sì. like much older people. Yeah, we're the second oldest country in the world, yeah. You really have to be careful because you don't, exactly. my fear isn't getting it. I just don't want to get it, not know I have it, and then give it to somebody, you know? Exactly. That's exactly. what terrifies me. So we have been self-quarantined since a week before the quarantine 
because That's good. we're just, we're like, well, fuck, you know, let's, my wife saw this coming a, a weekend before that, and so she didn't hoard, but she just got a little bit extra. Of course, that's that's smart. That's smart. You yeah. know, some extra canned foods and some frozen foods, and you know, we did not get ten thousand rolls of toilet paper. We got you know what we thought would be good for a few weeks. That's really smart. That's and, really smart. Um, and so she is the survivalist of the two of us. So she saw. That- <laughs> We were like, well, let's just stay in and lock down just as a precaution. And then, you know, then it became a mandate. Well, I think I think it's going to be mandate. I don't want to like, I'm not a spokesperson for the coronavirus, but, but that what would be I've a been- terrible job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, the pu- I'm public relations for the coronavirus. And Mr. Virus doesn't appreciate. Yeah, what are you doing in fact going outside? But no, I would say I think it's definitely going to get, if you don't do nothing to stop it, it's going to get worse. Definitely. And are are there conversations in Italy right now about when, because obviously when everyone is allowed to go out again, um, is just ensuring that there's not a second wave because people of course. are careless. Of course. You know? Like, oh, everything's fine now. And they just go back, you know, especially, you know, Italy is una cultura di caffè, aperto, you know, going outside, si. sitting on sidewalks, you know, clustering together. So what's- it's got, it, There it's talking about uh, the winter and uh, the fall. Mm-hmm. That in, uh, most definitely, if we don't do something, it might come back. And they're thinking about how are we going to live with this thing in this period of time? They're thinking about uh, are we going to open restaurants? How are we going to open them? A restaurant that serves 100 tables, do we open it and it serves 20? They're asking these questions. We still don't know yet, but we hope to go back to the normal life. Of course. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I also... They don't do, know yet, by the way. They don't know yet. And I, I certainly don't want to scare people or add stress to anyone's life, but it's just sort of good, I think, to just be mindful and aware of why it's important to, you know, not be running around hugging people right now, you know? Like, yeah. They're not going to parties, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's, it, is, it is difficult. And I know, you know, I'm, I'm, it's easy... Like I, I'm, I have a wife and I have a puppy and, you know, so it's easy for me. It's easier for me because I'm, I'm with someone, you know, and we're, we're together, but, you know, I feel bad for pe- people like my mom who's alone, you know, like, and yeah. so it, uh, have, have, are they addressing like mental health issues in, in Italy? They're starting to do Skype, uh, like uh, Skype meetings with uh, psychologists. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this is definitely going to be an issue that we have to talk about. There's a lot of people that are all alone mm-hmm. in their homes. Uh, and there's a lot of people that are really, really scared. And uh, there's going to be definitely consequences for mental health. And they're trying to address this. And I'm, I'm like doing, for me, doing comedy is my best to help people, making people laugh. But everybody has to do their job. Psychologists are doing it for free now. Like I know a lot of psychologists, they're calling. If I tell them I have this friend that is not feeling well, we're just trying to spread the message that there, there is ways to get help. Just 
you just look on the internet and call a psychologist and you can, if you're scared and if you're feeling anxious, it hit. That's yeah, really nice because I, I will say, you know, even though uh, we were making fun of America before, one thing I think America is really good about is being very open about mental health. Most and definitely. Talking about it and not, there's no, I don't believe that there is a stigma attached to it anymore where there probably was in my parents' generation about having to seek a therapist or talk to a psychologist or someone. Now it's very, I feel like encouraged, hopefully. Is that the same in Italian culture? I think uh, that it is almost the same. There's still a stigma, I think. They still, uh, uh, people are still scared of going to the psychologist. And uh, I think that we're growing in that way. And then I just, and, and sometimes, it's gonna be like the United States and we're gonna be more open about it and talking more about, people in Italy tend to not talk about their problems usually. And that's a really, really bad thing. And uh, I think that younger generations are changing that. Good, that's, that's yeah. good. I mean, you know, again, anywhere we can find something positive, I, I re, what, what are you doing? Like, what do your days consist of, by the way? Like, what, how are you keeping busy? Are you, are you playing video games? Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing! <laughs> oh my God, you have to come to my fucking island. I wonder, do you have peaches, by the way? Or I do. Come. But, okay. Oh, 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 oh. I want to okay, come. So cherries are my native fruit, but I have peaches, pears. I have, um, I'm trying to locate some apples. Uh, I have. I didn't find apples, and I got some oranges. If you don't have them, I have oranges too. So we like my wife is playing, and my wife got her mom playing, and her mom. Oh wow! My wife's mom comes to her island and just picks all the fruit off the trees, and Lydia's like, <laughs> "Could you maybe just take a couple and grow your own?" You know what I've been doing? There's a little uh, tip that I'm gonna give to all the Animal Crossing players. Uh, if you go to an island, you know, with the nook miles, you can yes. go to another. Yeah. Yes. If you get all the stuff, like you tarantulas? dig it all up, tarantulas come up and you can make 8,000 a piece. And that's how I've been paying my loans. Yes. Yeah, so if you, <laughs> if you look at my, by the time this goes up, this won't be up anymore. But if you look at my Instagram stories right now, um, there's there's a little uh, entomologist, an insect collector. That I know. Flick. 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 Flick, yeah, the fucking I, I, goth dinosaur yeah. who loves When Flick bugs. came to my island, I said, okay, it's going to be a long day because I played all day because I wanted that 50%. <laughs> I, I just want to, maybe I can, maybe you don't have to go to my Instagram. Maybe I can just show you. Uh, can you see this? That's all tarantulas. Oh my, that's so, f Chris, we, we take the same picture. I have the same exact picture. I sold them to Flick for 432,000 bells. Look, wait, wait, I'll show you. I'm a fucking billionaire. I have it too, 468,000. <laughs> ah, that's great. <laughs> that's flick. <laughs> that's great, because listen, I do find that this version of Animal Crossing, the house renovation prices have gone up considerably since the last day. <laughs> $768,000 for a fucking room. The thing that I really hate is the loading time. Like, let me build more instruments at once. Don't let me click all the time. Yes. Because yes. I hate that. I hate, and I hate that I have to go in my house every time uh, to do something. Well, let me. To, 
let me give you a tip. So yeah. build a mini DIY bench and keep it in your inventory. I, I, in my, in my, oh, that's really smart. Then you can just, every time a tool breaks, you can just place the item wherever, you can place the workbench wherever you are and just build a new tool. That's really smart. Thank you, Chris. Of course. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. But you're right, because I was, I was digging out manila clams off the, everyone, everyone who's not playing Animal Crossing thinks we're fucking lunatics. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, they, they would have an easier time understanding my Italian than all the people we're talking about right now. So... If you, you know, like I was digging all these manila clams out to create fish bait to catch rare fish. And you're right. You have to go through and craft each one. Like you can't craft them all in a batch. Just get 10 of them at the time of the, even, even, I hate that. I hate that. But the the thing that excites me about this, about the Animal Crossing New Horizons for Switch is that, and this is not an advertisement, but, um, you know, I played New Leaf twice each time for about a year and a half. And that had a very finite number of things you could do, but because it's on Switch and you can get DLC, you yeah. could fucking play this game for like today, which is April first. All the trees turned to cherry blossoms, and the fucking Easter Bunny came, and yeah. eggs yeah. everywhere. And it's like, you it's know, really a quarantine game. game. Perfect time. It's a quarantine game. Yeah, it's, it's a, a quarantine <laughs> game because it's just like a little animal Zen garden. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, I've been playing. My friend comes. I cannot see my friend in person, like a really good friend. We both downloaded the game and we go on each other island just to have the link to be together. Yeah, yeah. I, I got, um, I bought a little doctor mask because you can, I for Lydia and we hang out with our masks on, but she went to, there was a DJ last night that a friend of hers told her about. Okay, okay. What, no, not you. Not in the game, like a dude. Oh, like, dude. Yeah, oh, okay. not KK Slider, but an actual dude. <laughs> okay. Who was DJing in San Francisco, and he opened up his island to anyone, and oh. I think you could only have eight people on at a time. So she kept trying. She kept trying. She. I was like, "Who is this guy?" She goes, "I don't know, but I need to. I just need to be invited to his fucking party." <laughs> and so, she got onto his island and he was DJing in real life and playing music. That's so cool. People were dancing on the island and she That's bought a so bunch cool. of shit from his stores that she didn't have. And so it was like, it's a, it's a really great connective time waster. I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. We're, we're going to have to become friends on Switch and then we'll have to come to, well, you know, we'll share. I will love that. I, I need peaches, so I will definitely come. <laughs> <laughs> The question I have is when you show up on my island, is it going to, sh- I guess it'll still show you everything in Italian, I would imagine. And it'll show me. Yeah, yeah, it's going to show in Italian. Oh, fantastic. I don't know. I don't know if Trump is going to stop me to come to your island, but I, I'm definitely going to. Oh, my God. We should do this now before, you know, before they, before I, before I have to close off the island. Right yeah, away. yeah. Because Trump knows Tom Nook from uh, your <laughs> island. <laughs> Yeah, if, if, listen, if I go into the Nook store and then Tom Nook starts telling me all the great things he's done for my <laughs> island, I'm going to be like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then we added this bridge. No, I paid for that bridge. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's the greatest stone bridge ever. 
<laughs> I love that you've been playing Animal Crossing. So Animal Crossing is eating up time. Are you writing? Are you reworking the live? Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I've been trying to write a movie and uh, I'm working on, I'm really trying to do some stuff online, some comedy stuff. I've been trying, uh, I, I try to keep up with my, my, my friends. I call them a lot because everybody's really, really locked inside their houses. So talking to your friends, helps you and it helps your friends that maybe are alone at, in their house. Uh, my parents and uh, I've been trying to do physical activity, but when you have Animal Crossing, it's really, really It's hard. really hard. It's so alluring to just stay on your couch or in your bed yeah. and catch insects. Uh, writing is really difficult in this situation because it's like, even like reading, because you read and you write and there's, a, un, like, there's something inside of you that's like, I cannot go out. Right. <laughs> and it's really weird and it makes I think creativity from this period this really weird period will come after it, it, it's finished I agree because we still are not we still are we're in the eye of the it. yeah yeah and also because it's very much forcing us to live in the present each day because we don't know of course what tomorrow is going to bring or the news of tomorrow and so the thing that I've been really trying to do with, you know, transcendental meditation or, you know, trying to exercise when I can is just saying to myself when I get stressed, am I okay now? Yes. Is my wife okay? Yes. Is my mother okay? Yes. Today, they're okay. You know, like, yes, like I have, there hasn't, like the news is obviously not great every day, but nothing catastrophic, like nothing more catastrophic has happened. So I'm just yeah. going to feed on that for now. And, that really helps. And live with that. that really. And then tomorrow will be another day that I will just... That, that really works. And it's even some of my friends that are uh, maybe alone at, in their house, they're saying that thing. So I think it's a natural response to, <laughs> to yeah. how to deal with this, this kind of stuff. Over here, it's been like, it's, it's like Groundhog Day oh, with Bill Murray. <laughs> because you, wait, you go to sleep. Like, this is for me is going out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to sleep. I wake up and I have a coffee, un espresso, un café. Un café, un espresso. Call my friends. I try to do some work, uh, maybe edit a video. I play some Animal Crossing. I call my friends. I have a glass of wine at six. <laughs> so it's kind of the same thing. And uh, it's, I've been thinking about people that are alone in their houses. They haven't... Uh, shook a hand or give a hug or kissed a person in a month. And that's like some kind of record in everybody of our lives. It's, it's really weird. It's not great because we are social animal. I mean, although, you know, I saw, I saw something on Reddit where it was just basically sort of like the, uh, it was just sort of talking about like nerd culture, like, you know, mm -hmm. don't go out, don't be, don't socialize, no problem. I've been working on that for 30 years. I know, I know, I, I read about that, but I think that that when you do that, you always know that you have a choice to that go, you have to the, go yes, out. Yes. It's really not nice to not go out when, when they tell you not, don't go out. It's, it's, it's really harder to do it. Yes, and we are, again, we're so spoiled in the sense that we can, you know, we're such a, a world of it's a, this is global a, a a a planet of consumers where yeah. we just get whatever we want whenever we want it and i always found that really funny i was trying to write a joke about it about how when you think about 
we live like fucking pharaohs. Like a pharaoh a few thousand years ago, you know, could summon whatever he yeah, wanted at just, will. You just have to look inside your phone. Yeah, and now <laughs> you just look in your phone and you could, you know, like, I demand to have these salt and vinegar chips <laughs> delivered to <laughs> expeditiously you know and we are yeah. we're sort of spoiled that we can just go to the store but i i was even thinking about like oh i have something that i wanted to send to a friend of mine i don't know how to get it to him i can't i mean i ugh, can i drive it and leave it out at, well i don't know if i should do that i shouldn't do that i can't i can't i don't really want to mail it i don't want to go to the post office yeah I yeah think i just can't do that for like even just reworking it's the, accepting it's yeah. internalizing. internalizing internalizing that we are just not as convenience seekers, yeah. we are not, like, that is not really as much of an option at the moment. Well, I think a positive thing is that we found something that in the future, when this is going to be over, I hope soon, um, we're, I'm going to be sitting in Australia, maybe, talking to someone, and I can ask them, where were you during the coronavirus outbreak? Right. And we're going to start a conversation. It's it's going to be a really good conversation starter. <laughs> you know what? You're absolutely right. I hadn't even thought about that because, again, that's sort of branching off the idea that we're all in this together, that we yeah. all have this, this commonality that yeah. transcends, you know, any, anything, nationality, race, gender, exactly. everything. We're all in it. And, and so it, it really is connective. I mean, I do flash forward to the times when... I hope people appreciate, you know, when we're able to go out again, even just, you know, wow, I can just go to my post office exactly. again, go buy a loaf of bread, you know, like you can, yeah. I guess you still, now you can with some, with certain restrictions, but it, it still is, you know, it, it, it does a little bit feel like house arrest, you know? Well, no, this thing makes you think about the meaning of freedom. Yes. Before we didn't really know what that meant. Now we know a little bit better. So I yes. think this is a really good thing. I hope so. I really do hope so because we are, you know, we do live in a more privileged time than almost any yeah. other, pretty much any other time. And, you know, and it is, and I think having some of that taken away isn't necessarily, like I, it, my hope is that it's, you know, uh, obviously it's not good for people who don't have access to things that they need, like healthcare or food. Of or course. Basic needs. But beyond that, what I do hope is that having some of this taken away does make us appreciate the things that are important and make us sort of check back into life a little bit and not being so focused on, you know... Uh, Yourself, our, our egotistical self. Yes, and just like, oh, just... Your filters on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was supposed to do another podcast today, and my podcast producer, or my podcast booker called, and she was like, oh, you know what? You're the guest... He's just feeling really stressed about everything. He didn't want to do the podcast. And I go, that's fine. I go, look what's going on in the world. Do you think I can't do a podcast now? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, there's so many little things that used to tweak this out. Just don't fucking actually matter when Wade again, you know, like public health is so yeah it, yeah i do appreciate that that it's like i don't care about stuff i don't care about little things anymore you know that and and i hope obviously when things go back to normal after a tragedy even after a war or after anything people do sink back into a rhythm and they you know we of get course again 
but I don't think, I think a certain amount of discomfort can remind us of what we have and to appreciate the people and things in our lives that we do have that we may I, I totally agree. Granted. I totally agree, Chris. Um, what, uh, what is the first thing you're going to do when you're able to leave? Have you thought about that? I want to, I, I'm craving un aperitivo all'aperto. Oh, got it. I want to. I want to have a glass of wine glass with of the wine. sun out with my friends in a public place and talk with like my friends. And I think that's the first thing I want to do because that's going to be in a long time. So that's, that's. I totally understand too because and you know, my favorite thing about Italy is that you have this layer of everything there is so much older than our country you have this layer of buildings that date back to like the 1500s. And then yeah. if you look down in the basement, there's the road that dates back 2000 years. It's like, so there's ancient, yeah, there's yeah. ancient treasure on top of ancient treasure. And when we were just the aperitivo, just when I was having, you know, una tazza di caffè, un espresso uh, on the si, uh, si. Uh, uh, come si dice? roof. I don't know how to say roof. Um, Sul tetto, sulla terrazza, sulla terrazza. Sulla terrazza di albergo, del, dell'albergo, uh, uh, it was molto, molto bella. The sun... È bello. You just sink it in. Yes. You, you just... just you just see the... Sunray, the history. Yeah. Gorgeous buildings, molto vecchio e molto bello. You know, it's like they... It, it, you see the history... And there's just the, the or and we're like 30 feet from the fucking Parthenon, you, yeah. know, you know, and so the, the really crazy thing is that we don't get used to it, too. It's so beautiful that we always love looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it really is. It's such a beautiful place and such a beautiful culture. And, you know, I was so heartbroken when it hit Italy, you know, it's um, like we I mean, it was almost like. You know when it, when you when you hear something bad happens to a friend, you go, "I just yeah. saw them." It was like, "Yeah, we were yeah, just yeah. there." Like we were yeah. with Frank, and we were up on the thing, and <laughs> we went to all these amazing places. And so it's, you know, I, my my heart so goes out to you and the, and the people. Thank that you, you so much. We're all in it together now. We're all in it together. Yeah, you too. The message I have from Italy that we're kind of in the future because we've been locked down. Try, really try hard to stay inside your houses. It's really, it really makes a difference. It works. Yeah, it does. And then I imagine, were you shooting your show right now? Did that get put on hold or were you on a break? Uh, I, it a really, really weird thing happened is that I had the finals of Italy's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. And I did the finals without the audience. Oh, wow. And it was alienating. It was like doing rehearsals. Right. But I was on live TV. It was going live. Oh, my God. So I was trying to do jokes, but no one's laughing at your jokes. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, is trying to figure out for comedians, you know, could you host a Zoom show where you have a thousand people show up? And it's like, well, you'd have to hear, like, we really, comedy, stand-up is, live comedy is such a relationship with the audience. I totally, yeah, you yeah. You need to, you need the feedback, and because that's part of the conversation. But it gives you, it gives you the pace of your conversation, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm saying this right. Uh, qual è il tuo posto favori, uh, preferito? Preferito? A, a Roma? What's your da, per fare cosa? Per mangiare? Per vedere la storia? Per, per cosa? Sì, per, la, la, la storia, la storia. Uh, well, I really love the Vatican. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. 
I, I live by the Vatican, so when I uh, used to walk in front of the Vatican to go home, you look at it, and it's really, really, really incredible thinking about the Pope is sleeping in there, and he's the leader of a religious movement that's one of the most powerful things in the world, and it, it's really, really humbling <laughs> to go inside your little home after you see that. <laughs> Well, yeah, because it again, there's so much history there, and you know we live in Los Angeles, so our our, our very oldest history in Los Angeles, and this is very um, small, dates to the late eighteen to the eighteen hundreds, the late eighteen hundreds. Yeah, and so, but most of Los Angeles really kind of exploded in the twenties, and so we just don't. The history here is sort of like, oh, it's like our cultural entertainment history or, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and a lot of our old buildings are copies of, old, of really old buildings in Europe. And so yeah. it, to even be able to be in a place where, you know, the roads, it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, um, whatever. Like Marcus Aurelius might have walked on this ground and See. they have John See. the Baptist's fucking head in that building over yeah, there. like. Yeah. This is this is like real history. It is it is really overwhelming, and you just see like this gorgeous building that's like an H and M. You know, it's like these historic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, have like a Starbucks or like an H and M. Yeah, 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 definitely. Thing. Um, what is uh, what are your other favorite parts of Rome? Like, if so, or what, what's a good if someone when people are let's let's be positive and and think positive. When people uh-huh. to come back to Italy, where should they go? If they well, only like a week or two, where should they go? Okay, they definitely have to visit the whole history thing because everything that's a cliche is beautiful, like Colosseum, uh, Vaticano, uh, all that stuff. You have to see it. But if you want to have a, like a good Roman day, like like a person from Italy, you go to Trastevere, Trastevere, it's mm-hmm. called, and uh, you walk around. Uh, at 1 p.m. you have a glass of wine somewhere mm-hmm. and then you go to eat in one of the trattorie. Trattorie is like, uh, it means, uh, it's, let's say, a restaurant. We have those here. We, we have, we have, we have. Yeah, we say, yeah. Trattoria. We go to the trattoria. Oh, you, you say it? Really? We say trattoria. Yeah, we say trattoria. Oh, okay, okay. And you order to eat either carbonara mm-hmm. or cacio e pepe or uh-huh. Amatriciana, and you're good to go. Then you walk miles, and you just look at stuff. That I think that's the perfect day. Oh, that's that's wonderful. I mean, we we love. There's so many places in Italy that I want to go. I want to go to Milano. I want I want to go to uh, Tuscany, Toscano, and it. But every place had such a specific identity. Yeah. And in Napoli, we went to the palace. I think is in Caserta. The palace is in... La Regia di Caserta. Yeah, yeah. La, Re- La Regia di Caserta, which is, you know, molto, molto bella. Molto bella, molto bello. Molto, molto bella perché it's, it's, it's female, feminine. let's say. Right. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Herculaneo, which was... Herculano, Stunning, you know, and it's... Herculaneum, for people who don't know, also perished when Vesuvius erupted, but... It's... it's it's like Pompeii. Not as crowded as Pompeii. Yeah. But whereas Pompeii, people were fried in ash. In Herculaneum, they were buried in hot mud. 
Yeah. And so they excavate, and they can't even excavate all of it because there's an old city on top of the ruins. But exactly. they've dug out what is feels like a very modern city that's a couple thousand years old. There's like cafes on the corner. There's a gym. There's you know spa. There are shops. The, wi- the weirdest shit about those towns Plumbing. that I never understood is that they used dicks as arrows in the city. Like, they found a lot of uh, stone dicks in the walls, and you don't understand if it's a, like it was a pranker from those times, or they just used dicks as arrows. I love... <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love that maybe there was some sort of, like, young Herculanean prankster. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And now <laughs> we're studying it. They're not going to know what to do with these. Someday, I'm going to find a wall of dicks, and they're going to have... <laughs> them figure it out but what i what what i love the most is that you can see like in the places where the the roof of the structures were preserved you can still see the tiles you can still see the mosaics as almost as it's incredible as they were a couple thousand years ago in the little town where i come from carinola some houses are historical and uh, a person bought this house like uh, 15 years ago they scr- scraped off the paint, the paint on the wall, and oh. underneath there was a, a thing. Um, fresco? A mur- a, a mur- yeah, on a fresco, on a fresco. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my God! And it, did, did they did they date it? Did they know anything about uh, it? It, it, it is now on a historical thing, and a, a school uh, organized visits inside this person's house to see. The- <laughs> oh my God! That's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! <laughs> now I have yeah. to have tours. Yeah, this yeah. is cool, and I thought it was just for me. But do, do you find that I do? I do feel like that Italians really tend to appreciate their own cultural heritage. Do you find that most Italians appreciate that history and like really take it to heart? Um, there, there is. A, I think it, it's a blessing, and it's 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 two sides of the medal. We are really, really um, uh, a patriotic. Like we are yes. really, uh, we love our history. We really love love it. And sometimes this thing, all the great things that we've done in the past in Italy as Italians, make you slack off as a modern Italian, I think. Got it. Like, we're the best, and that's it. You're <laughs> not doing nothing to bring forward the, the, the how do you say, the l'eredità. How do you say the... the, 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 the yeah, what they left you. What do you how do you say? Oh. Um, okay, let's say... Let's say like I'm, Passed down. Like, let's say, now now we have to get to the bottom of this, Chris. By the way, Frank, this is a game show. Yeah. (laughs) You speak some of the other person's language, and you're trying to find, this is a fucking game show. Yeah, I know. We just invented it. We should invent it. We should make a game show during quarantine where it's like, Oh, it's like uh, uh, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try lasciere, it. Lasciere, lasciere, lasciere. Well, how if I'm your grandparent? Yes. Okay, yes. And I die. Okay. Yes. You I will. Do, I a will, a will. Yeah. Yes. I do a will, and th- that's what, what. What was I saying? Like uh, I, I forgot what was I saying. You were saying that you you're about the history that it's you forget about what's been left. You know, like, exactly. L'eredità, the, the like. How do you say the will? What what is the like the if I do a will inheritance inheritance? Yes, that's what we're forgetting about. Like we're we're not bringing honor to to the inheritance. 
Oh my God, we just got the word, so we would get points for that. Yeah, yeah, three points. Oh my God, I love this idea. This is a fun idea. I yeah, love it. Maybe the game show is called Como Se Dice. <laughs> <laughs> how do you say? Yeah, then it's just like in America, we call it. How do you? How do you say? What? What is that thing? You know, what's that thing? How, what is that thing? Yeah, what's? <laughs> That's fun. I love this idea. But el mio favorite, el mio favorito posto, posto, si place. Il mio posto preferito. Preferito, il mio posto preferito. Um, la cripta dei monaci cappuccini. Wow, wow, um, bello. Uh, mia moglie, my wife Lydia and I, we. Uh, do you say we loved like um, abbiamo amato, like we loved? It or uh, say, um, l'abbiamo amata, sì, sì. Like when do you, uh, quando usare voglio bene? Like if you say like, you know. No, like, no, voglio bene solo per le persone. Antico? No, it's like io a te, Chris, io a te ti voglio bene. Okay. Okay, però I cannot say uh, ho voluto bene a uh, the Crown Casino, like. Right, oh, you, you can't cannot, say, got it. To an object, you cannot say it. Okay, so... You can so, say that you loved it. You can say lo amato. Got it. Lo, lo, lo amato. So abbiamo amato. Ah, sì, Perché, sì. Eh, eh, it, it's... For people who don't know, the crypt of the Capuchin monks, they... And you can just go in, but they very much embrace the idea of memento mori, which is... Yeah, yeah. there's a really great quote in there, I think, right? The most beautiful there's... quote ever where you see them... Um, because they, they're not allowed to do this anymore, but for a long time, when they would die, they had holy soil that they had brought in, and they would position their bodies in this series of crypts that you can walk through, and they would make, if, if anyone's listening, you're not allowed to take pictures, but there are pictures of it, they would make sculptures out of skeletal pieces. So like these, you know, like yeah. skulls with scapula as butterfly wings. And I mean, it's so stunning. Yeah. And it, the idea is not to be morbid. The idea is to remind people that we are mortal. So to embrace your life as you have it. And so the quote yeah. in English, non so come si dice in italiano, ma in inglese, it is, you see all these dead monks and it says, um, uh, where where you are, we once were. Where we are, you will be. So, in other words, allora dove dove noi eravamo. Uh, I'll say it again. Well, I'm 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 paraphrasing, but it's something like, where you are, we once were. Where we are, you will be. Oh, that's great. That's that uh, that's great. Allora, in Italian, it's dove eravate voi una volta c'eravamo noi, e dove saremo noi. Un giorno ci sarete voi. It's uh, sort of like that. It's it's so beautiful because it's and they're so well preserved, and it but it it just it just reminds you. And again, I think this is incredibly um, poignant for now to embrace what you have while you have it. Embrace the time yeah, that exactly. you have, and especially now. Well, yeah, because we I do you know what I think this is all reminded us of, and we're seeing this in the entertainment business too, which is being totally shaken loose and in the sports industry, like all the industries yeah. are being shaken. And yeah. it is, it is a reminder that we are able to create this illusion of certainty, this illusion that everything is stable, but it doesn't take much to shake everything loose. And so it is, you know, I think it is a reminder of like, well, it, it reminds you that 
everything is stable not because of just you. Everything is stable because a lot of people are cooperating in something that you ignore. And right. when something like this happens, you really understand it. That's, that's a beautiful way to put it. And, you know, I don't bring it up to scare people or stress them out even more. But, you know, the truth of the matter is we don't know a lot. Like, in general, even though we can trick ourselves into thinking things are 100% secure, we don't actually ever really know. We just sort of set these up on autopilot so that we don't really think or worry about it. But now, again, because we're so forced to live in the present, I feel like there is an opportunity to learn how to live better and more positively once we are able to, you know. I totally agree. I totally agree. I, I, I really hope we have to check in with each other from time to time. And in a year, you know, it's like, you getting mad at dumb shit again? Yeah, I fucking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know. No, I, no more tarantulas and animal crossing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I thought there are some times in animal crossing where I get really frustrated because it's like, Ah, me fuck, I, you know, I know how to catch fish and I hit the button too soon. What the fuck? Yeah, me too. <laughs> or I was trying to catch a tarantula the other night, but a fucking tiger beetle jumped in the way and then I yeah, caught the tiger beetle and, you, and as soon as yeah, I put it in yeah. my pocket, the tarantula bit me. <laughs> but um, I don't know, any sort of, you know, any sort of last thoughts, any last ideas, any sort of, you know, uh, uh, words that you want to share either anything serious well, that you want to share i really i since i'm uh, uh i'm an american citizen too and I, my family is there in the united states uh i don't think people are, are really gonna listen to me because when i looked at china in one i really didn't listen to that too but i'm gonna try to say it anyway um it's a really really serious thing this coronavirus um and it's really easy to fight it. I know it's kind of crazy because the economy is crazy if you stop everything. But life, the life of people is more important than economy for now. Then that's going to be a problem. But for now, the priority is to not making people die alone in their houses because that's what's happening here right. in Italy. And it's really serious. So try, really try to stay at home and social distancing, just try to do it at your best. I'm not asking because you're going to be forced by the government to do it. Right. So if just, just train to do it because prima lo fate, if you do it earlier, it's going to be better. Right. Right. Well, we are, we're on, you know, I don't really know what, um, I don't really know what our calendar looks like right now in terms of how long it's 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 going to go on. I mean, it I I I do think finding that balance between healthy news intake and unhealthy amounts of news intake, yeah. especially because yeah. there are so many outlets, so many websites, I do feel like there is a rush to get information out and sometimes you could be stressing yourself out about a headline that really was sort of designed to pull you into a story that maybe is may not necessarily it's like yeah like you know everyone's just working so hard to get information as quickly as possible that it's not all of it you know it's like how do you know what is accurate what sort of well i think i think you should just see the crazy thing about our culture is that in the western world is that it happened to Italy, then it happened to France, it happened to Germany, the same, same exact thing. And it's going to happen everywhere in the world. It's, it's just normal because we 
it's the first time a virus can spread this 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 far because we travel a lot and we see each other and uh, so it's if you don't do nothing about it it's definitely gonna go as italy as mm. it, 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 it's it's certain it's not like it's not different we're 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 people and the virus loves going inside of us <laughs> well and and so what are you what what are you, what do you find that italians are doing to foster a sense of hope you know to feel like like where where do you find that in the dark times that y'all have been going through well what have you been the, clinging on to to you know to to stay positive well the the statistics for now are really giving us hope because in these past days the curve went down mm-hmm. so it makes you feel proud to be a civil person mm-hmm. and to not go out and so when you see the curb girding down you're you're saying okay i'm doing a good job because it's like a war mm-hmm. and you're a soldier and your job is not to kill people but to stay inside that's yeah. how i put it it's in the doctors they're doing the harder job they're in the first line doing the harder stuff so everybody has a job here and the the hope we find is in statistics um, they're saying that by the 13th of April, maybe we're going to start going out. Okay. So we are finding hope that this thing that we're doing all together works and maybe slowly we can go back to our lives. And, uh, it makes you really feel, you un- feel united as a nation that gives you hope too, that everybody can do a good job. Yeah, that that's, that's so well put, especially because, you know, when you think about, you know, if someone goes, ah, God damn it, I got to stay. I mean, obviously some people do have to leave their homes again for medicine. Of or course, to work, medicine. But, but, yeah. for, but for anyone who's like, eh, God damn it, I don't want to stay in my, you know, I guess. it's like, no, all you have to do is not leave your house. If you have food, if you have your basic survival needs, think about the healthcare workers who are sacrificing their own yeah. health to, to meet the demand of this influx of patients from this thing that we still don't know everything about. And so, you know, when you think about it in context of that, it's like, yeah, if all you, if, if, if all you have to do is not leave your house, you know, it's really simple job to do. Yes. And everyone has, and to, everyone has to do it. So yeah. <laughs> we're all on the same boat. I mean, yeah, it, is, yeah, yeah. it is sort of like, you know, when I, what I, I think, no, yeah, if the, if the government, doesn't tell you to do it like you i don't think anyone will do it so i understand it but i hope that i got the message across <laughs> yeah you did you did beautifully i mean uh tu sei un, un buon amico e, 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 grazie mille grazie per questa bella conversazione e, e, grazie so so wonderful and also um thank you for uh you know Thank you for being patient uh, con, con mio italiano. Eh, ma va, ma va, be, <laughs> va benissimo, Chris. <laughs> it is one of those things where you just have to practice it. Like, you can only look at it on an app so much. Like, you do... Yeah, you have is, to live it. Immersion is really to, the best. The best yeah, way, you you know? have to breathe, breathe it. It's like comedy. You, can, you, 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 know, you don't really learn it. You just live it. You just try to learn it by doing it. Yeah, yeah. There's no other way to yeah. do it other than just to do it. Um, oh, and what? Just out of curiosity, as we're wrapping this up, what what was the focus of the show that you were putting together? And is it? Do you think it's going to change? Um, well, it. That's a really good question, by the way, Chris. I love that you do this job greatly. By the oh, way. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
we don't really want to uh, change the focus, but we definitely have to address it, I think, in the show. Because right. we, we did a sold out of all our dates that uh-huh. we had, yeah. and we couldn't do it anymore. So I think, and it was the first time for me and this comedian doing it together and doing a live thing. So I think that we should address it in a monologue or something, say that we almost didn't do this and talk about how it was. Because we did rehearsals for this show yeah. uh, f- for like 10 days uh, because we had our um, debut. Yeah. And we debuted it in front of no one. Like right. we did, we are, we, we did it, uh, we, we did it, but in front of the director and, uh, just that, it, 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 it was good, but it was, it was weird. So we definitely going to address it, but it's going to be the same, I think. Well, that's, that's good. And I, I, you know, I also, I just don't want people to put, I find that I myself have been putting a lot of pressure on like, Oh, I have all this time now. I need to write something. I need to make something. I need to, but I think the point that you made was really good, which is like, you know what? A lot of that stuff's probably going to come after. And it's not that I I don't want to write about the virus. Like I just don't, but even just being creative in general, I feel like I can't waste all this time, but I feel like maybe people should be, I'm saying this to sort of give people a pass. Like you don't necessarily have to, do anything if you're not inspired like don't put the pressure on yourself because part of your yeah. emotional energy is sort of just getting through each day and just maintaining your own sense of mental health and well-being and to add that pressure on top isn't i don't know if that's necessarily i, I think the best thing creatively that you can do right now is to live it even if it's bad if it makes you feel bad just try to deal with it and I think creativity will come after because it, I, I try forcing myself. It doesn't really work. No, no, because it's, you know, like you, you kind of need to, you kind of need to be a little open. You, like some of your creative energy has to be free if you're going to yeah. make stuff. Yeah, but, you end up imitating yourself. Yeah, yeah. And so, but when your mental energy is being, you know, taken up with things like, um, do we have enough, uh, you know, paper towels? Do we have enough yeah. uh, milk? Do we have enough, you know, how are we going to get, like, it, it's, it can be a little, as distracting as creating can be, it can also be kind of tough sometimes. So I'm just sort of, I just want people to have the permission to, like, you don't have to write the great American novel course, or the great the, Italian the, novel while you're in quarantine. I, I totally agree. The it's thing okay is that, that every day we're not living every day as before because every day if i open social media i'm going to read about the coronavirus i'm not going to read any other news if i watch tv it's like that and i'm inside because we have a lockdown so since every day is the same it's really difficult being creative when you don't have a lot of inputs like that i think that that's the thing we're really focused on this thing and that doesn't really work on creativity i think well, honestly, Frank, reach out anytime, you know, like you, I, but offline, we have to connect on Switch. So. Uh, definitely. I want those peaches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what fruit do you have? You have oranges. I have, no, I, I have the ch- uh, cherries and oranges and, and pears, but I, my native fruit is cherries. My, my, so is mine. But I everybody, do. everybody hates their native fruit. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, so here, just as a, just one last thing about Animal Crossing. 
when I started, the first time I started the game, I loved the island shape that I had. There was a circular, uh, una isola in mezzo, like right oh, the, and I loved it, but I didn't like, I think I didn't like the name of my island or something. I go, oh, I'll just start over. Oh, so no. I quit the game and I started over, and it knows that you did, like, it randomizes the islands. No. And so I kept, I started like six <laughs> or seven times over sitting through the whole intro to get a better island. And I finally had cherries and someone in our sort of like friend group, because we're all playing, they go, what's your fruit? And I go, well, I don't like my island, but it's cherries. And they go, keep it, because no one else in the group has cherries. I'm like, fine, I'll take one for the team. That's so nice. That's yeah. so nice. <laughs> so, um, so we will be friends and uh, on, on, in, in Animal Crossing. I Thank, thank you, you so much. And uh, uh, goditi il tuo burrito. Goditi, enjoy. Uh, enjoy your burrito. How do yeah. I? Uh, uh, goditi il tuo burrito. Goditi il tuo burrito. That's how you say Goditi il tuo panino, you know, like when you... <laughs> yeah, goditi il tuo panino, si anche. Okay. Si, si, si. Uh, mille grazie. Uh, good night. Stay safe. Grazie. Stay healthy. You too, Chris. You too. I love you, all of you, and uh, thank you for what you do for the comedy culture. And uh, keep doing these podcasts, even if in, you're inside your house. And and you as well. Can... People should follow you on Instagram, by the way. You're you have some really great, like you you do some great filter work with you as a baby and with. <laughs> I gotta thank find you. the app where your where your mouth is on like a potato and your. Oh yeah, it's Snapchat. That's Snapchat. Oh, that's just Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, am I, am I, yeah, I'm I'm too old for Snapchat. I just haven't. I know, I know. I'm tr I'm working on it. I'm <laughs> anyway, go go uh, goditi il tuo burrito. Sì, va bene. ID ten T scanning complete. Enjoy your burrito.